Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah! We are closer, Al, to fixing Emily's uh, living situation. She's got a bully of a roommate who's trying to make her do some things. We're getting all sorts of great suggestions on Twitter. We've got the Rams and the 49ers NFC Championship game on Sunday. We're giving away Rams tickets today. Or, excuse me, we're giving away Laker tickets today. We gave away Rams tickets yesterday. It's uh, it's a pretty good time to be on the Travis Lee Show. I'm not going to lie. Not too bad. Not too bad. By the way, we've been giving away such amazing tickets, whether it's Laker tickets leading up some of these different Rams games yesterday, Rams and the Niners. Um, Keep tuning in. We'll be uh, giving away. By the way, these aren't just regular Lakers Bucks. So get a chance to see Giannis Attentacupo, the uh, defending champ. So you know, Giannis, Giannis is one of those dudes. I remember mm-hmm. when I was doing the, the Laker pre and post and going to all the games, I had not had the pleasure of seeing Giannis in person prior to that. And you see him come out of the tunnel for warm, you're like, oh, yeah, 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 I get it now. Sure, sure. Like you watch it on TV, and he's great, and he's running up and down. He's super fast, and he's skilled, and all of these things. But but the whole league is full of big guys. And then you watch him in person, and yeah. he's standing next to LeBron James, for instance. You're like, oh, he's a lot bigger than LeBron James. It's like, this makes a whole lot of sense now when you get to see. He is a one of, one of the few guys in the NBA that's filled of freak athletes that looks different than everyone else out there. There's only like a handful of those. Okay, how, how about this? Lakers, uh, Philly tonight, Embiid. Embiid's one of those. Joel Embiid is a freaking beast. <laughs> yeah. Guy is seven one. He could step back and hit twenty two footers. He can post down low. I mean, he's kind of a freak here. So I, I want to walk through this because this is going to put in perspective. Lakers twenty four and twenty four. Trav. So you're forty eight games. Uh, thirty. What do we say? Thirty four games left. Okay. Twenty four and twenty four. I, I want to just kind of explain what the Lakers have to do to get out of this playing tournament. I, I don't know if you agree with me in this. I think that is going to be the key to the rest of the regular season, getting out of this playing tournament. If you look at the standings right now, Lakers are sitting in ninth place. Okay? Uh Uh-huh. Clippers won a couple games. Minnesota won a couple games. So now Lakers are in ninth place, even after beating Brooklyn, whatever, whatever, uh, on Tuesday. Do you know what ninth place means if the playoffs started today? Your your, your season is in a one-and-done format. Twice. (laughs) Oh, you're right. You're right. You have to win the 9-10 matchup. In a uh, win or go home, yep. and then you have to win the whoever came out of the seven eight matchup, or I'm sorry, lost out of the seven eight matchup in a win or go home. That's the position that the Lakers are in right now. So that's why I kind of I harp on this. You know, t- LeBron is questionable for tonight's game. They don't have margin for error. He's got some knee soreness. Hopefully, he's all good. No problem there. We'll see what happens by the time you get to tip off. But don't. don't by the way, I'll don't hold hold on one sec there because you just saying that made me go yeah, <laughs> right that I get it. that LeBron is questionable for games. tonight's game because of knee soreness. If that becomes a thing, we're done here. I mean that, that that's the one thing that can't happen. If he misses a bunch of time, 
or even a little bit of time because of what you're about to talk about. The, this, the play-in tournament is not only a possibility, it's a likelihood. And, and if you're going to stay out of it, you have to have LeBron. And if he's dealing with, even if it's a little nagging injury, Sure, it's if it's in and deal. out of the lineup, yeah. if it's this or that or whatever the case is. So um, they're 24 and 24. In the final 34 games, how many games do you think the Lakers have to win to say, okay, we can catch up to Denver or we could catch up to Dallas? Denver's got... Basically, Denver's five games over 500. Dallas is seven games over 500. That's the 5 6 spot. Mm-hmm. Do they got to go 22 and 12? Do they have to win 23 games? Just think about how many games. That's 10 games over 500 in a 34 right. game span if you go against 20, 20. mostly good teams. That, that's the other part of this. That they're not, the, the easy part of the Lakers' schedule was in the early part, and they didn't put any hay in the barn. Right, they they didn't stack up wins against the bad teams the way that they needed to. To answer your question, look, a 500 team is probably going to be in the play-in area, right? If you're about a 41 win team, 42, 40, somewhere around there, you're in the seven through ten range, right? Maybe a little bit over 42, 43, or seven through ten range, somewhere in there. To get out of there, you're going to have to win 47, 48 games, right? Maybe even. A 49th game. So to get to 49, if they're let's say it's 48, they got to win 20 of their, their 20 and 14 over the last 34 games. That's that, that, not nothing. It's not that's nothing. Difficult to do. That's not nothing. But that's six games over 500, right? Yeah. Well, Dallas is already seven games over 500. Denver is already five games over 500. I don't want to be a buzzkill here, but the strength of schedule left. Lakers have the third toughest schedule. The rest of the way, right? Where do you think Dallas and Denver are? Denver has the 22nd toughest Oof. schedule left. Dallas <laughs> has the 26th toughest schedule left. And we're, so, Say it again now. Where are the Lakers? Third. Oh, boy. Lakers have the third toughest schedule left, and then you got Denver and Dallas. Those are the two teams that you're chasing for the fifth and sixth spot to get out of the playing tournament. They have the 22nd toughest schedule and the 26th toughest schedule. It, it's it's going to take – I mean, last year, Lakers, um, the fifth and the sixth seed last season, you were 12 games over 500 in a 72-game schedule, right? So this year we're back to 82 games. But right. those fifth and sixth seeds were 12 games over 500. Lakers are at 500 right now. you got 34 left to go. If you're going to be 12 games over 500, that means you'd have to go 24 and 10. Look, I, I, I'm going to take this out of the math because the math is super depressing. 23 and 11. <laughs> right? That if, yeah, if, you, if, the, you, if you start going the through the math, math it, yeah. it's, it's not, it doesn't make you feel good because this team has been – they've been a 500 team. Maybe a little bit below, maybe a little bit below, above. But kind of they, puts it into reality, right? Like it, just it absolutely how, does. How easily they could be in that playing tournament. Did you watch the Suns and Jazz last night by chance? Did I you did. watch any of that? Yeah, I did. Okay. Remember when Utah made that run at them in the fourth quarter? Where Clarkson's the, hitting those threes. Yep. Right. Right, so Phoenix has about a 10-point lead. I think it was maybe even 12. And Utah gets, you know, it's the NBA. They have their run. They have their run where they they cut it down. I think it was two at one point. Plays Utah. It's rocking. Everybody's super excited. And the Suns kind of did that thing like, yeah, that's cute. And And they hit the gas again, and boom, they win the game comfortably. I put the Lakers in that game. If I'm thinking, could the Lakers hang with that? And that's the part. Never, never mind the math. Never mind the part that says, okay, you got to be 
12 games over 500 over your remaining 34 to win this thing to get how to do you look 40. against good teams how do you look against good teams and we you know other than Brooklyn the other night they haven't looked particularly good I, I watched the I watched Utah I watched Phoenix I watched Golden State even if you watch Dallas the other night against Golden State they're on a different level than the Lakers have been. And that's why tonight against Philly is so important, not just beating another good team. You need to find that lane where you're competing with the best teams in the league and it looks like you belong there because they haven't, Al. Short of one game against Brooklyn, they really haven't. Tonight is a huge deal. It's a, I know it sounds silly because it's January. It's a big deal tonight. They need to start winning games at best, and at worst, they need to start playing really good basketball, even if they're going to drop a game here and there. All right, that's our uh, stat hero, stat hero of the day, stat hero the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Stat hero is the first ever Daily Fantasy sports book that gives a player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for a 100% deposit match. I, I want to, Trav, I want to go what you just said right there. So uh, let me use the Suns game yesterday as an example. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, they're not playing in the game. So that that's it's not the the full equation. But let, let's use the Mavs game for a second against the Warriors. Dallas play the Warriors. The Warriors, they're missing guys. I mean, Draymond Green is a key piece to that team. He's gone. Eventually, Wiseman's going to come back. They beat them by, I think it was 38 points, 130 to 92. That's how much the Warriors beat Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know the level that you're talking about? If the sure. Lakers are chasing teams like Dallas and Denver – and the that Warriors just kind of shows by 30. that that shows the other level that's up there. And I I bring that up because when you say tonight's a really big game for the it Lakers, is. but can I put that game to the side for a second? Tomorrow's a big game. Sunday's yeah. a big game. Tuesday's a big game. They don't have. There's no margin for error. Every game they play from this point forward is a big game because of like we were just talking about how many games you probably have to be over 500 to stay out of this playing tournament. Well. Go back to the Warriors for a sec. Ninth they, they, in the West. You'd have to win two games without losing to just get in. Hey, it's not going to happen. What have we said from the very beginning? What have we said from the very beginning was, listen, when the at any point in their first, what are we at, 48 games, mm-hmm. the only thing that I think gives Laker fans hope and gives you hope and gives me hope is beating LeBron James and Anthony Davis four times in seven games. Not hard. easy. It sounds hard. It, it, it sounds like a difficult task, even for a good team like Phoenix or, or Golden State or whatever. It's getting harder to sell that the more we see them go 500, right? Because it's just it's, we're running out of time and it doesn't have to happen. But if you go into a one-and-done situation, I mean, we, they've lost twice to Minnesota. They've anyone lost twice yeah, to anyone Sacramento. Anyone can win a game. They've lost twice to Oklahoma City. They've lost to bad teams repeatedly this year. So this idea that LeBron and AD can just, okay, look, one and done, they're going to show. I don't know that. You don't know that. Nobody knows that. This Your best hope, the have these guys four times in seven games, you may never get to it. <laughs> you may never get a chance to, sh- to say that that's really hard to do because you may never end up in the portion where you're playing a best out of seven. You may play a best out of one. I don't care. We talk about it. Anybody can beat anybody on one night. Anybody. Damian Lillard, he mentioned a minute ago. The Blazers are not a good team. You want to play them one and done with that dude on the other team? I don't because he can go win the game by himself. He can go get 50 and beat you alone. They have to get out of that spot. These games get – every game that goes by gets more and more important. Yeah, it's uh, I kind of liked you better yesterday when you were you were a lot more positive, and now I think (laughs) I've kind of brought you back to where (laughs) – You bummed me out. 
It's well, I brought fault. you. I brought but, you with that usual kind of energy. I brought you back to it. Like <laughs> you were having a good day, and you just were waiting for somebody to be like, "Hey, bro, this the the sun's gonna come down in a few hours." <laughs> I'm still having a good day. I'm having another good day today. I feel good today, but. It's now instead of basking in the fun of finally beating a good team, now it's the looming game against another good team. Because if we go right back to where we were again, where we, another there's another week, still 500. Another week is going. How many times have I said that to you, Al? It's another week, and they're exactly where they were last week. Yeah, but okay, Al. It's another week. They're still 500. Well, if they lose tonight, it's another week, and we're still at 500. It's uh. I, I like me better yesterday too. How about that yesterday? Remember we were looking at the we're looking at the numbers. Uh, it was twenty four and twenty four, and they were eighth in the standings yesterday too. We were doing the Kobe thing. That's just yeah. insane. That's crazy. It's, there's a lot of stuff there. How about a quick uh, tweet? This is from Dean. Donna's advice was much too reasonable. Yeah, I think uh, we're gonna have to have Donna come back at another point and kind of refresh that because our advice to Emily on how to deal with her bad roommate don't is R. probably a little don't arson. Yeah, no, you, you, had, were, you were just as bad as me. You basically want to walk in. Before the conversation starts, you wanted to throw water in her face and say, I just want to get your attention. Well, you want me to clean that up too? <laughs> After I'm done getting your attention, I'll mop the floor. Dishwasher is on. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Al, we have a winner. We have somebody that's going to see the Bucks and the Lakers at Crypto.com Arena. Santiago Lozano is our winner. Santiago, congratulations. You excited? Oh, my God. I am so excited. I haven't been to a Laker game since Kobe was playing. This is perfect, man. Go Lakers. I haven't given up hope yet. Santiago, that's fantastic, bro. And it's not just—it's not just any game. You're, you're watching the defending world champions, the Lakers, and uh, hopefully an Anthony Davis, Giannis, a good matchup. So we're excited that you're going to be there, bud. Thank you uh, very much for tuning in. Who gets and the tell other it- ticket? Say what? Who gets the other ticket, Santiago? Because I would imagine you got friends. Maybe you have a significant other. Who? Who's the person? Oh, you know. You know what? I think I'm going to take my girlfriend. She hasn't been to a Laker game yet, so we'll make that happen. We'll have some nice dinner in LA Live. And make a night out of it. You're all set up, Santiago. That's awesome, man. Uh, well, appreciate appreciate you tuning in. Just just tell everybody the station that's hooking you up. Who's always hooking up uh, our listeners here? Oh man, Travis and Flea, seven ten a.m. Thank you, and go Rams this weekend. Let's go. You got it, Santiago. You know what you should, you know what Santiago should try to double down. Right here, here, here's what Santiago should do. Santiago's got it's uh, fun, Laker it's, tickets, but, but it's funny when he said Travis and Sliwa. I was like, well, we, we didn't, we didn't get the tickets. It was actually it was the station, but we'll hey, take listen. the credit. We'll hey, take the credit. Stop. Al, what are you doing? We gave him the tickets. You, know, I mean, you didn't pay for them. If I didn't you pay know for him, how much Travis, Travis and, and I forked over to get Santiago those tickets. <laughs> right. Speaking of. Kelly Stafford is forking over her own money yeah, or her she is. family's That's own right. money. So she went on uh, social media yesterday. It, look, it, it's such a weird deal because the topic 
at the top of the list for the NFC Championship game isn't, you know, hey, what are they going to do with Debo Samuel? Can Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford be the lights out three playoff games in a row? It's uh, are the Niners fans going to do what they did last time? That's kind of been at the top of the list, right? So Kelly Stafford yesterday goes on social media and basically says, listen, I'm going to go on all these secondary ticket markets. Which is really I'm, cool. And I'm going to scoop up all these tickets. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy them. And I'm not going to flip them to you to make sure. What, I'm going to give them to you. And she's giving them away to first responders. She's giving them away to vets. She's giving them away to Rams fans who write her a note, say, you know, longtime Rams fan, et cetera. You can tell her a story. And she's giving away tickets. This is this is great because it's not just, hey, please don't sell your tickets. Hey, please make sure that they go to the right. This is, hey, listen, I'm going to do something about this. I think this is, I'm sad that it's come to this, unfortunately. Yeah. But I dig that she's trying to, instead of just begging and pleading, she's doing something about it. Well, it's great. She's, they, they got, obviously, <laughs> they got the resources to well, do it. It's only uh, $254 million in his football career. So, yeah. you know, you got to probably, you know, cut a corner here or there. No, listen. It's a it's an awesome thing to do. Um, it's great PR for the Stafford family. I think it's genuine, and they really do want to sure. see more Rams fans in there. And I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> I mean, I'm just you know, <laughs> I, I I think as yeah, much because it depends on how many she's going to buy. Right? Well, I, she can only do so much, right? I I think ultimately at the end of the day, it, it's going to be you're lucky if it's fifty fifty Rams and the Niners. Um, but I, listen, do I think that? In an ideal world, yes, you have more Rams fans. We talked about this a little bit earlier. This might just be the state of the NFL in L.A. We don't we don't have that answer here. We're not going to know for another 10 years, 15 years, 20 years down the road if this is an, an issue that is um, common. We know that the league obviously didn't have NFL teams here for 22 years. So th- this could be just one of those situations where you might just always have a lot of football fans that are from different parts of the country have different allegiances and a, and a, a marquee franchise like the Niners, when they come to town, just expect that there's going to be a lot of Niner fans here. All of these things can be true at the same time. And, and there's like five or six things going on here. Number one, it's going to take time. There's no question about it. The Rams were not here for 22 years. If you're not of a certain age and rooted for the Rams before they left, it's probably you probably picked a different team. It's going to take time to rebuild the L.A. Ram fan base. They've done a really good job in the six years that they've been here. What it was when they started to where it is now, it is infinitely better. They've done a really good job with that. It's also true what you said, Al. It's a city of 20 million people, which half of them have probably come from somewhere else. And if you think they're just going to say, ah, okay, I don't like the Bears anymore. I don't like the 49ers anymore. It's not going to work like that. It's going to, you're always going to have that element to it. Winning a championship will help. If the Rams go and win the Super Bowl, look. What, what, Especially in L.A.? I was just going to say, what, what is the two knocks that we get about our fans here in L.A.? What are the two most common things? We show up late and we're bandwagon, right? Those are the two things that you hear over and over again. Well, I think both of those are, are also a little bit true to a certain point. If the Rams win a Super Bowl, you're going to have more Rams fans. You're going to have a lot more Rams fans. Mm-hmm. So go take care of it. Maybe this will be less of a problem in 2022 and then less of a problem in 2023 and not a problem by 2033. But if you want to accelerate that timetable, go win this game on Sunday, knock them out, let them feel less welcome coming into that building, and start the process of cleaning the house. Well, th- this Literally. is also th- this is also the the key thing, and I, I know that the Rams are favored in this game, three and a half point favorites, and three and a half is a big difference in two and a half, right? So I I, I only point that out because there's going to be expectations. Rams are supposed to win this game, 
I know that you've lost six games in a row. There was – do we have that sound, Taylor, of – I think this the question came to McVay about is Shanahan in McVay's head – I want to play this because this kind of explaining it from uh, Sean McVay's perspective. No. What I, what I do have is respect for these guys. They've done a great job. You know, you look at it. Um, you got to play well in that three-and-a-half-hour window that we're allotted. Um, you look at the last time that we played them, didn't finish the game. But but this is a really good football team. We have a lot of respect for them. But, um, you know, we're competing and, and preparing to the best of our ability to go out and, and see if we can advance. But this is a really good team. Kyle's an excellent coach. They got great players, great coaches, good schemes. And so that's why they're in the NFC Championship. All right, that, that's McVay giving his politically correct answer. I'm sure Sean McVay is also sitting back and saying, okay, sounds good. Put whoever the hell you want in the stands. I'm sure Matt Stafford is sitting back and saying, can I get another crack at what happened in Week 18? Because we should have won that game. We shouldn't have given up a 17 nothing lead. I'm sure McVay, we were, we were mentioning this to uh, Torrey Holt earlier, do you think he's going to be a little bit more aggressive in a game like this? Go win the game. Torrey Holt was making it sound like there's more on McVay than there is than anybody else that's going to be at SoFi Stadium. I, I think so there's too. something to that. No, look, the, the first part of that was no, and then he went into McVay mode. Right, he went into the McVeigh answers that he has locked and loaded. He, look, he's really good at this, and I'm not even talking about co- coaching football, which we know he's great at. He's very good at talking without really saying anything. Right, that he he said they're a good team, they're in the AFC Championship game, et cetera, et cetera. That's fine. There, there's not a lot of meat there, right? The only meat in it is no, and I couldn't agree with you more, Al. I guarantee you. I guarantee you he walked out of that Zoom. I think it was a Zoom call that the question came across and walked back into that back room. And whoever the first person he saw was, can you friggin' believe that? Can 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 you believe that? They, they, they really think that Kyle Shanahan's in. All right. And you're and just I, I'm getting ready to do work anyway. Like, I don't think it's like, OK, now I'm really going to go get it. I don't think it's that. But it's that little extra thing that sometimes you get. Like, do they really think that we can't beat this team, that he's in my head, that I'm standing there at SoFi and I look across and see Kyle Shanahan? I'm like, oh, I can't beat that guy. Not a chance. Well, he is 0-6. Oh, and his last six. So what? Oh, honestly, I'm just, so what? Because, I, I, so what you just said, you're 100% right. I think that's going to irk him even more. And it should irk him. And it should irk the team. And that that's why I even mentioned Stafford. All these guys should be upset. You've lost. And, and forget the six in a row. Just think of these two this year. Right? You can't control. There's different squads, different quarterbacks. All just the two that's this year. That's why it's good news. That's you got why blown out news. in San Francisco. Yep. You should have won the one here in Los Angeles. Yep. I agree with you. Again, that third crack at it, there, there's got to be some extra juice for all the, the entire organization. The, the game 18, or week 18, game 17, is re, it's, at the time it felt like this is a disaster. This is the thing that is going to prevent them from going to the Super Bowl because they're going to have to go to Lambeau Field because they're going to have to go to Tom Brady, at number yep. two seed on the road. It felt like a really big deal. And if they and if they lost that game to Tampa, we would have pointed at absolutely week eighteen. No question when they about it. They could have done this. Yeah. Here's the reality of it, though: the Rams played really well for about eighty-five percent of that game. They had a bad third quarter and a bad end of drive or end of game drive other than that they finally had cracked that code to your point about 0 and 6 yeah they kicked their butts on monday night football earlier in the season matthew stafford threw a pick six he was really bad that you watch that game you're like yeah i don't know man 
Then you fast forward to the last game of the season. They figured it out. They know how to move the ball. They know how to score points. They This is something that kind of got lost in the shuffle of that game. The Rams, after Jalen, remember that tipped interception where he's diving all over the place and he finally picks it off? The where, Rams, where 49ers would have went up just with a right, field goal. All right. that momentum shifted. Yep. The, the Rams drove 90-some-odd yards after that to score a touchdown to go ahead. That was a, all right, we've tricked this off as far as we're going to do it. We're going to go take – Matthew Stafford did that drive. They went down there, and he threw a bunch of great passes on that drive. This isn't a, I don't know how to beat this guy. This is a, I do know how to beat this guy. I did everything but finish the show last time. I get to do this again, and now you think I'm, I'm scared of this guy? He's in my head? Come on, man. This, that, that actually worked out perfectly. You get him again. You don't have to go to Green Bay. That loss, as terrible as it felt in the moment, has set up all of this, and I think it sets up for the Rams really, really nicely. I mentioned this uh, on Monday that – you don't usually get a chance to right some of your wrongs. And the fact that they get that opportunity on Sunday. Trav, week 18 was how many weeks ago? Was it three weeks ago? It will be, I think, one month from when they played. I'm assuming. I, I don't remember exactly. That you get to turn around that quick after that loss and get another crack at the Niners. I do agree that that plays to the Rams' advantage. Now, it's all talk. And I'm sure the Niners are also walking in and saying, yep, we, we also know how we can beat you. We're also confident that we can beat you. We're also confident that it doesn't matter what the score is. We're going to have a chance in this game. Both teams are going to be feeling a certain way. It's not like the Niners are by any stretch intimidated by the Rams either. That said, if it goes to 0-7, we may have a Pedro Martinez moment. <laughs> Do you remember the Pedro Martinez, the Yankees are my daddy? Remember, remember when he said that after the Yankees had tagged him yet again? And who's uh, your daddy? <laughs> exactly. Yep. There may be a Pedro Martinez moment in their future if, in fact, it's zero and seven. Because at that point, you can get as turned off by it as you want. It's zero and seven is zero and seven. Travis Lee is brought to you by Goodyear, with you for every mile on the road to greatness. All right, so. OBJ or Stafford? Who's in a better place now than they were a year ago? It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's 
ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support vets with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. I want to read a quick uh, tweet here from one of our regulars, guys. Uh, Ramel writes to me and you, Slee, and this is addressed to Emily. Emily has to put her foot down on roommate Jane right now. Claire Arnold would end this arrangement before the 90210 episode ends. I don't know if Emily has the Claire Arnold reference, but she was the boss lady of the group, right, Emily? Like, she was the one that wasn't going to take any you-know-what. If she didn't like it, she was going to speak up. She was going to take control of it. So are you going to do it? Are you going to tell her in, in Emily way, not in Travis way, not in Alan way, but maybe more of a Donna Lane, maybe more of an Emily Lane. You're going to say, listen, Jane, um, I don't appreciate the text, and here's why. I'm an adult. Back off. I think I'll do it if I get another one. And then I will start just do the dishwasher. I'll start using the dishwasher because I want to use it. So that's, well, sure. that's a small victory for me. Yeah, Al, push <laughs> her over the edge. Put, we, we, I, I think this is going to take both of us to make sure that she does this. because I'm getting a little nervous now. You. Now I'm getting scared. Because yeah, if she's using the dishwasher, there's only five, six dishes in there. Now, all of a sudden, oh, run, run, <laughs> you know, run some, a load that's not some, full. <laughs> she's going she's gonna to pull a knife. <laughs> the roommate Jane's not going to like that. a fork and a cup in there and just say, hey, we'll run it. Full load. Okay, listen, Water be damned. You ready? I hate that. Like, every once in a while, my wife will like, um, I could have gotten 30 more dishes in there. Why are we running that right now? We got there, there are those little things in those relationships that you got to kind of respect it. So if she's going to be, just make sure that you put enough in there, Emily, so she can't call you out on the half load. That's, that's something that needs to happen. All right, Bakersfield is our next stop. Daniel, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on, Daniel? Okay, first-time caller, long-time athlete tweeter. Nice. Um, my my thought is this. All right, so L.A., I, I'm a big Dodger fan. We go to a bunch of Dodger games a year. There are certain teams that come, and the, you, whether you try to buy tickets or not, they're going to buy them. When the Dodgers play the Cubs, it ends up being blue, but it's all Cub blue. Ram fans, you need to worry about that team that's going on the field, that Stafford came in and do, do what he was supposed to do. Uh, that defense steps up, delivers that punch, takes care of the Niners. The last thing I want to end on is – the worst roommate I ever had was the uh, I'll get you back next time guy. He never got us back. Whether no, he was the first yeah, to not. eat, first to drink, first to do everything, I'll get you back. Never got us back. We had to give him the boot. Love you guys. I'm throwing my ass to flee tomorrow. Appreciate <laughs> it, Daniel. Right Thank on, you. Daniel. Appreciate it. Okay, first of all, Daniel, the I'll get you next time guy, if he got you more than once, that's your fault. Okay, if you, hey, uh, guys, left my wallet in the car. Can you get me this time? Yeah, sir, not a problem. The next time you pull that, it's I'm going oh, to need to go good to the heart. car. And Daniel's got it. Daniel's a good person. And he bought that guy beers for three years. <laughs> so it's well, you can be a good guy. That's cool. If you want to, if you want to fund the roommate's alcoholism, go ahead. But I'm just saying, if you want to be the guy that you know you're going to give a little, you're going to get a little. You're going to have to stand. You your know ground, what you got to huh? do in a situation like that? After you get a couple like straight, where you're paying for everything before you even go out, you got to just be. You got this one tonight, right? You got this <laughs> yeah. one tonight, right? Kind of get that out of the way. Once that's out of the way, go enjoy your evening. Before we get out of the car, you got your wallet. Absolutely. You're ready to do it. Or um, you Venmo request. Like, what? listen, we had this, there you all, go. this already. You had to I have a feeling Daniel's more Coco. in the Travis and Slee lane when it comes to the technology than uh, the Emily lane. You, you got your Venmo thing figured out. You need, you teach me that. Don't, I'm going to tell uh, your roommate how to get lost. Don't put me in oh, no, your category when it yeah. comes to Venmo. 
No, Venmo is the one that I actually use. You're writing <laughs> checks at the bar. I wrote like four checks yesterday, as a matter of fact. Not at the bar, <laughs> but like real checks to pay for things yes. at my kid's school. Oh, by the yes. way, I did, I did immediately after the show go give the boy his helmet. So I don't know if that makes me a good dad or a bad dad, but I did deliver the helmet along the way. Um, going back to what Daniel was saying a second ago about how the Cub fans come into Dodger Stadium. Yep. I, I, I am a little bit perplexed as to why we discovered that the Niner thing is a problem recently. I don't know if it's because it was a big game. I don't know if it's because there was a – I'm a Dodger fan. I'm as big a Dodger fan as you're going to find. If you go to a Dodger-Giant game, there are a ton of Giant fans at those games, a ton. And and, and maybe it wasn't quite 50-50 at Dodger Stadium, but there are a lot of Giant fans at those games. I don't quite understand why the Ram thing jumped out the way that it did. Was it just the amount, Slee? I think it, they, they took over. Like, it was a true takeover. The national broadcast is saying, do you listen to this crowd right now? Niner fans are going crazy. Look at the sea of red. I, I get what you're saying. There's Look, there's some fan bases. This is just how it is. Um, they're they're going to travel. Use the Dodgers as an example. Dodgers, Arizona, in a, in a game against the Diamondbacks. You remember that game? I want to say Bueller was on the mound. Bueller pitched whatever he did. He had a really, really good game. I, I can't remember the exact. He walked off the mound, and you would have thought, this is Dodger Stadium. There's a standing ovation going to Walker Bueller. There are moments where you just, Lakers are going to play the Hawks coming up on Sunday. Go see how many Laker fans are going to be there. There are some of those moments where you kind of stop in your track and like, wow, this one is really lopsided or feels lopsided. I think that's why the Niner game stuck out so much because it was that lopsided. Let me hit you with a quick one right here. The Rams did a bunch of things. They, they go get Von Miller. They make a trade for OBJ. They go mm-hmm. make a trade for, for Matthew Stafford. Which of those guys has had the biggest, like, I told you it wasn't me. And Von Miller's not in the equation because everybody knew Von Miller was great. Von Miller was great in Denver. But Matthew Stafford never, ever once said it out loud. But there has to be a sense of, guys, if this was a Lion thing. This was not a Matthew Stafford thing. You, you get that now, right? OBJ is probably sitting there. You Did you really all think that I couldn't play football in Cleveland? Did you really think that that was a, a thing in the world that was happening, that I forgot how to do this? Which of those guys is feeling better about where they are right now? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I never – I didn't pay as much attention to OBJ because it just wasn't – him coming to the Rams wasn't supposed to be, hey, this guy is going to take us to the next level or he's going to be the difference of whether the Rams go to a Super Bowl or they don't or the reference in Sean McVay was having where without saying or sometimes saying, hey, Jared Goff's got to play better. I I think the Stafford thing was like the perfect marriage. I'm in a situation that's awful. I can only do so much with this organization. And the Rams saying, we can only do so much with this quarterback. And that kind of flip-flop, yes, you got to give up some picks in the process. The Odell piece, I guess I just never really paid attention to. Because even when Beckham came to the Rams, he wasn't thought to be... He's not supposed to be the guy that's going to be a main target. You had other targets. You had other guys up until the injury to uh, to Robert Wood. So I... I I didn't pay as much attention to Beckham. That's the best way I could put it. I think that's why, for me, the answer is Odell. I think you just – and that that's why it's him. Because it was more of a, eh. Like with Stafford, it was, oh, okay, cool. Let, let, let's I, – I think this is going to work great because I think the Lions suck. And once you get the, the Lion out of him, he's going to be really good. And it turns out that's what it was. But Odell – 
Oh, I, I, I'm guilty. Hands in the air with Odell. I'm thought, eh, you know what? This guy hasn't been a good player in this league for years. Why do mm-hmm. we think that this is going to all of a sudden turn around? That this can't just be that Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski and the Freddie Kitchens were all just completely lost. It has. Uh-uh. That's what it, it's exactly what it was. That Odell has been brilliant since he came back, and I I don't know if the Rams are in the NFC Championship game without him. I I mean you could probably you could say that about Cooper Cup. You could say it about Stafford. You could say it about Donald. You need all I know the what you mean to work. Yep. But he's made big catches for this team, and in Tampa, in the first half he was the best guy on the field for the first half of that game. Let's try another one. Uh, Ronald, Los Angeles, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Ronald? How you doing? My name is Big Ron. I am a diehard Ram fan since a child. I've been born and raised in Los Angeles. Okay. And I just want to let people know, let's not give San Francisco and all these other teams this credit of they travel well. We didn't have football here in Los Angeles for over 20 years once the Rams left. We got the Raiders here for a couple of years. The Raiders stole a couple of Angelito fans, and that's why they have that big push here of people here in L.A. that cheer for the Raiders. But we lost the fans in 20 years. We need to build that fan base back up. Those San Francisco fans that were at that game, I was at that game. The majority of those fans, they live here already in L.A. They're not traveling from San Francisco, so let's stop giving those guys all they travel well. I was at the game, even the playoff game, when the Dallas Cowboys came. We beat them, which was great. But the Cowboys overtook the Coliseum then. We got to build our fan base back. We got to start winning championships and let all the new fans that are here, the younger kids, we got to build our fan base back and stop worrying about how they travel. Our team is built to win. We have a great product we put out there. They are cutting no cost or uh, trying to win, and we're going to support them. So let's just not worrying about. Yeah, Ronald, I, I think you're right. I, I I don't think it's a matter of people. Both can are, be right. It's yeah, also that they travel think, well and they're good. I don't think it's a travel thing. I think the vast majority are those the, the people live here in L.A. Or, or, or in and around L.A. I, I don't think this is 50,000 San Franciscans coming no. down to L.A. No, that's not happening. I, I think this is 45,000 people that live in L.A. that are 49er fans and a few people that travel. Okay, well, let me put it this way then. They have a really good fan base. Yes. Their team is good. The games are on the line that could determine making it to the playoffs, not making it to the playoffs. It's a great divisional game. I think all of that is... You know, both can be right. Ronald's not wrong that, hey, building the base is going to be part of the process over the next 10, 15, 20 years. Um, on top of building the base, it's winning. It's The franchise isn't cutting any course. Can I give you an example? And this isn't the best. But I, I've said this a number of times, how much I I, I, respect, I respect what Steve Ballmer is building. I respect him saying, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to get us into our own arena. I'm going to do this to where... Uh, and by the way, I'm going to put together a good product on the court as well. I respect all that. He's in a much bigger challenge because there's a squad already based here that everybody loves, appreciates, has won, has cheered for over the years, respects. He's got a different type of challenge. The Rams' challenge is completely different. The Rams, it's not like the Raiders were here for the last 40 years. They've been sitting here parked in you know, whatever part of L.A., and and, and Kroenke's got to go up against the Raiders. It's kind of an open field, and it's not that there aren't fans already here from other opposing fan bases, but it's it's a much different predicament than Bomber. Time and winning. That's it. The Time and winning. Because the Clippers had plenty of time, but they never won. 
And now that they've won, they you know the Lakers are back in the mix again. They 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 blew it on both ends. They're they're gonna always have their fans, but they had a little window, and they just I mean you had a long window for the Clippers. You had forty years to get this done, and they were just terrible forever, and they became a joke to everybody in this town. That was on uh, that that was that was in my opinion strictly. You had a bad bad owner. There was no other way to put it. You had you had a bad owner that right. did not care, and and and. That's why this this predicament is so much different because you get a go, you get an owner that not only has the pockets does care can say hey uh, I'm in a legal battle for the Great Western Forum or the Forum cool I'll just here's 400 mil go over <laughs> go there away. for a quick second and go then away. let's let's start uh, digging our stadium Steve Ballmer would not have tolerated a chore chart he would have spoken up for himself Emily you just write that down and, and get ready for that one the dump is coming up next it's Travis Lee 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I think this one was made specifically for you, Al. Uh, Some universities are doing virtual reality school. Would you have gone to school on your Oculus? Is that something that you would have wanted to do? Just sit in your living room in virtual school? It's not bad. It probably is like if you told me ten years from now, there's a lot of things being done in that world. I wouldn't be surprised or shocked at all. I will say there's one thing about, uh, and I haven't played poker here in about uh, maybe three, four days here. I got to get back on it. Uh, there is one thing about the Oculus. If you're not good with like motion, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? So I don't. help me out. All right, so you, oh, like you all... motion sickness kind of stuff. You yeah. mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That thing will get you like this, uh, because pretty much everything that you're doing, some of the stuff you have to. If I'm playing poker, I don't have to sit, I don't have to move. I just turn my head left, right, whatever the case is. Uh-huh. But there's other stuff, whether it be games, blah blah blah, whatever it is. You're moving a lot within this, so it looks like and appears that you're moving forward, back, left, right. You get a little motion sickness. That thing, you'll you'll put it away. Like some of the VR YouTube will be, hey, you want to ride a roller coaster, and you're kind of going through that whole. Yeah, that could that could get you. Yeah, I don't know you. if I want to be nauseous while I'm going to school. That doesn't sound super great. And having had a bunch of kids that were doing virtual school, without exception, they hated it. So I, I don't mm. know if that uh, that would be for me. How about this one? Speaking of school, high schooler has a petition that has garnered more than a hundred thousand signatures to move the Super Bowl to a Saturday. Um, this this has long been a thing, right? That because Super Bowl Sunday is such an event, it's not yeah. just a football game. It's it's all it's like a secular holiday, right? That we're all going to get together. 
We're going to gather in groups. We're going to eat. We're going to drink. We're going to party. We're going to hang out. It's a long, long day. Why don't we have a day on the back end to recover from this? Let's move it to Saturday. I've always advocated, let's just take Monday off. Like, let's make Monday a secular, like, federal holiday as a recuperation day. They're never going to move it to Saturday because even though it's small, it would be a slightly smaller audience on a Saturday afternoon as opposed to a Sunday. People do stuff on Saturdays. Yeah, it's as simple as this for me. If you said, hey, Al, you want to go out, get a couple beers, um, have a couple drinks, enjoy some dinner, blah, blah, blah. Do you want to do that on Sunday? I'm going to be a lot lot more hesitant to do that on Sunday. If you say, hey, do you want to do it on Saturday? Well, what the hell? Of course, I'm, I'm all in. Why would I say no to you? I have Sunday off. So I'm not against this. I mean, I'm going to do it anyways on a Sunday, regardless, because it's a Super Bowl. But... But I say that because if tomorrow you told me that they're going to move the game to Saturday, I'm not petitioning against that. You're not. You're you're not, and I'm not, and most people are not. But fewer people watch things on Saturday than they do on the Sunday. And you said it yourself earlier. The NFL, like all this ticket stuff that we spend the last couple yeah. of days talking about. This. Where's it, the money coming it, from? Even if it's, even if Does it's that a check clear? <laughs> 5% fewer people are going to not watch on Saturday. Okay, we're not doing that. And you say, well, 95% of us are going to – yeah, but the five that aren't, I can get them on Sunday? Because I got all you guys. I got Alan Sliwa and Travis. They, you, we could put it on Tuesday afternoon at 5 o'clock in the morning. They're going to watch the Super Bowl. But I got to drag in little old ladies and, and, and guys that have no interest in football. I can do that on a Sunday. I can't do it on a Saturday. The, the power of the NFL might be powerful enough to where you could still accomplish all that on a Saturday. I don't have the answer, but they play it on a Saturday. I'm watching. I'm good with that. The car from Rain Man is for sale. I saw that. Yeah, the the 46 Buick Roadmaster is available. You should dig in your pocket and uh, get yourself a giant yellow convertible, Al. No, 100%. I'm, I'm all over it. I'm all over it. Do you ever have a convertible? No. No, I told you it was a Nissan Frontier. It's, it's, yeah, but you're not you're not 17. You've probably had more than one car in your life at this point. I've driven Lexus for a while. I've had Lexus okay. for a while, but I've not had a convertible. You should do it. it. We had one very briefly before we had kids, and it's pretty glorious. It's a pretty fun thing to have for a little bit of time. How do people find the pods? ESPN app or on iTunes. Just search Travis and Sliwa. If you missed the show live, catch a full three hours on the podcast. Lakers are going to make it two in a row tonight. I'm feeling pretty good about that, and they need to make it two in a row. Mason and Ireland coming up next. We will see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Don't be late.